Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out to hear the word this morning. I know that there are a lot of things that you can be doing this morning. But instead you came out and you chose to hear the word of God. You know, I often say how important it is to study the word of God. Because the word is truth. You know, um, and I know that we benefit so much from it when we study the word, because when we study the word, it pulls us closer to the Lord and it helps us develop a relationship with God. All right. You see, Satan is constantly trying to get at us and to pull us in his traps or to deceive us. And it's the word that gives us that truth that helps us resist the devil. All right. Because yes, we can have God, yes, we, we can have Christ Jesus in our lives, but if we don't have the word, if we don't study the word, then there's going to be a lot of times where our guard, is, our guard is going to be down and we will be more vulnerable to deception, to Satan's deception, all right? You know, I know God appreciates you coming out here because, you know, God loves it when his people is willing to hear the word, his word. Because God loves it when his people wants to be closer to him. God already knows you. God knows everything about you. All right. There's no question. There's no contest on that. God knows everything about you. He knew you before you were born, but he wants you to get to know him. All right. God wants to be your best friend, but he wants you to get to know him. Okay. Um. But that isn't what I really want to talk to you today about. All right. The topic that I really want to talk to you today about. Is. Romans chapter six, verses 23. Romans chapter six. Verses 23. You know what I said? Romans chapter 6 verses 23. What I meant to say was Romans chapter 6 verses 20 through 23. Alright? Today's topic is called the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. What does that mean? I'm going to begin reading... At Romans chapter 6 verses 20. 
For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, again, I'm going to ask, what does that mean, the wages of sin is death? Well, I'm going to break these verses down. All right? I'm going to break these verses down. Verse 20, again, I'm going to read. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. Okay? When we were slaves to sin, we didn't have to live righteously. All right? We could live how we wanted. It was expected of us to live unrighteously. Okay? We didn't have salvation. We didn't have we didn't have Christ as our savior. We didn't have um the Holy Spirit to guide us, all right? We didn't have God as our mentor, all right? We 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 had nothing to look forward to. We had nothing to look up to, all right? We did not have to live righteously. It was not expected of us. All right. A lot of times people would see um, the non-believer living unrighteously and they would just turn away. It would be nothing to them because, you know, it's expected of them. It's expected of them. Verse 21, what fruit did you have then in the times of which you are now ashamed for the end of those things is death? All right. In other words, but what reward were we getting as slaves to sin? The things that we're ashamed now of, all right, looking back, looking back what we used to do before we had salvation, before we were saved, looking back at those things, those things that we would never do again, those things that we are ashamed of doing, all right? If you were to reflect on that, if you were to go back and be put in that position, Again, all right, you ask yourself, but what reward are we getting? This life of sin that I'm living, this, this, this life of, of, of sin that I'm living, um, this worldly life that I'm living, what's the reward in it? What fruit? Am I reaping? What fruit what 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 fruit am I harvesting? There is no reward. There's no reward in that. Alright? Yes, you may live in this world for a long period of time. It may seem like a long period of time that you're living in this world, okay? And you may enjoy these things that you are that you have. Alright. But everybody dies, <laughs> okay? Everybody dies. And when you die, you're not going to be able to take any of those things with you. Doesn't matter how much they're worth. 
doesn't matter how nice they are, doesn't matter how rare they are. All of that will will mean nothing when you go before the Lord. In fact, God is going to look at you He's going to look back at everything you did and he's going to say, well, look at this life that you lived. In the end of that life that you lived is going to be death. All right. What kind of death is it talking about? Is it talking about physical dying? Is it, is it, is it talking about, you know, as in like a physical corpse in the morgue? Is it is it talking about you you falling down dead? Alright? No, the wages of sin is death. Death meaning the fact that you are cut off from Christ and that eventually will be in hell. That's the worst kind of death there is. Worst kind of death there is being cut off from Christ Jesus. All right. Verse 22. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, have your fruit to holiness in the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. How are we set free from sin? I mean, when you say we are set free from sin, does that mean that we're never going to sin again? Does that mean that we're perfect? Does that mean that automatically, you know, um, we're better than everybody else? You know, what, what does that mean to be set free from sin? What that means is that we are no longer sinners. Yes, we sin, but we are no longer sinners. See, once we receive Christ Jesus, we are no longer in bondage to sin. See, before we receive Christ Jesus... We are in bondage to the devil. The devil has a hold on us. The devil has a hold on us. We are in bondage to the devil. That's why when we receive Christ, that's a miracle in itself. Because the devil has such a grip on us before we receive salvation that it's incredible. We are The devil is using us. The devil... We, we are his slave before we receive Christ Jesus in our lives. But once we receive Christ Jesus in our lives, we are set free from that bondage and that life of sin. And we have become slaves of God. What, is that, what does that term mean, slaves of God? You know, slaves of God. Is, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? No one wants to be a slave. You know, a slave of God 
slave when it talks about slaves of God, what that means is it's referring to those who are dedicated to serving the Lord. We become slaves of God when we gave our lives to God. We work for him. We work for God. We live for God. He is our leader. He is our master. He knows what's best for us. All right. And once we become slaves of God and no longer and we are no longer slaves to sin, you know, it's the fruit we get now is more beneficial to us in the fact that the reward that we were getting before only led to eternal damnation. The things we were doing before only ended in death. Those things only ended in death. All right. But it's now more beneficial to us now that we are slaves of God, because now that we are slaves of God, God has something better for us. All right. In the fact that the fruit that we now reap from being slaves of God leads to sanctification. And at the end of this long journey, at the end of this long ride on our time in this world, its end will be eternal life. Eternal life. In heaven. With God. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Receiving salvation is free. There's no cost. There's no there's no catch. There's no trade-off. There's no There's no payments. Simply put, Christ wants you to be with him in his kingdom. Christ wants you to be with him in his kingdom. All right. So what does he do? He willing you, he willingly rather offers you the chance to receive him into your life. All of that pain that Christ Jesus went through on the cross, all right? All of that pain. You think that, <laughs> you think that he would have done that if it wasn't free? All right. What would be the point of him dying on the cross if he was just going to tell these people, oh, well, there is a catch. Yeah, you can come into heaven, but you have to pay your way in. No, Christ died on the cross, so he paid for his sins. He paid with his life. He paid with his life. And when we accept him into our life, we will get eternal life. With Christ Jesus. 
John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. In order to get to heaven, in order to get to heaven, we have to receive Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is our mediator. All right? He is our go-between God. He is the one that we call on to receive, to forgive us of our sins. He's the one that we ask, that we tell, who will vouch for us before his father. That's Christ Jesus. No one comes to the father except through him. See, God, when he sent down Christ, it's God, it's God who imparts salvation in the bridge. Who is Christ Jesus? That God uses to connect us to him. And I'm hoping that that makes sense. I'm, I'm hoping what I said just, just makes sense. All right. God gives us the bridge, who is Christ Jesus, that he uses to connect us to him. All right? Jesus is the one we pray to. Jesus is the one who vouches for us when we go before God. He is our ticket into heaven. He is the VIP. He's the person that we have to know that we have to accept into our lives in order to get into heaven. If we don't accept him into our lives, then God will not accept you into his kingdom. So, what happens when a person lives a life of sin? What happens when a person continues to live a life of sin? Rather, I should say, what happens when a person continues to live a life of sin? Well, the person who rejects Christ is often the person who continues to live a life of sin. And I say that because, as I said before, before we receive salvation, we are in bondage to the devil. The devil has a hold on us. All right. We are expected to sin. We are expected to do unrighteousness. That's who we are. That's who we are. It's in our nature. It's, 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 
That's us. All right. We are slaves to sin. Okay. However, I will tell you this, and this is a fact. This is a fact. Okay. And I'm going to use an analogy <laughs> for a second. I love using analogies. I love using analogies. Um, everybody, everybody, everybody in this world at some point in their life comes to a toll booth. What do I mean a toll booth? What, what, what in the world do I mean by a toll booth? All right, well, I'm going to explain it to you. Everybody at some point in their life comes to a toll booth, a stop. You're living your life in this world. Everything is going fine. Everything is going your way. All right. But at one point, you're going to have to stop and reflect on everything that you have done in your past life. All right. You're going to have to make a decision. Do I accept Christ Jesus? Do I accept Christ Jesus and continue to move forward? Or do I just reject Christ Jesus and continue to live in that world of sin? Well, if you accept Christ Jesus, then of course you're going to continue to go forward and you are going to continue to reach your destination, which is eternal life. But if you reject Christ Jesus, and you continue to live a life of sin, then you're just going to be going around in circles. You're going to be going around in circles. You're going to be going around in circles. And the end result is just going to be death. You're not going to go anywhere. There's going to be no point. There's nowhere to go. You're just going around in circles. You're living in this world. And you're going to be stuck. And eventually time will run out. And all the things that you have done, the life that you have lived, will just lead you to death. Because we all, 
at one point in our lives, in the beginning of our lives, go down that same road. Doesn't matter who ends up getting saved. It doesn't matter who ends up doesn't getting saved. At the same time, we are all in the same boat. We all end up going down that same road. All right. But at some point in our life, everybody comes to a toll booth. Now, do we accept Christ Jesus and keep going forward? Or do we reject Christ Jesus and say, I'm not going to pay that toll. I'm just going to go right back. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to try and find another way. And then you try and find another way. You try and find another way. And you just keep driving around in circles. And you just can't seem to move forward. And you're going nowhere. Turn with me to First John chapter five, verses eighteen. First John chapter five, verses eighteen. That's way toward the back of the Bible. Okay, it's a small book. It's toward the back of the Bible. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself. And the wicked does not touch him. What does that mean? Keeps himself. That means he lives for the Lord. He lives for the Lord. He obeys the Lord. He trusts in the Lord. And for those who accept Christ Jesus into their lives, for those who have Christ Jesus the devil can no longer touch them. The wicked can no longer touch them. Satan can no longer touch them. They no longer have a hold on them. They are free of sin. You know, you may ask me, what made me want to choose this topic? Or maybe I'll ask myself, what made me want to choose this topic? And it's actually kind of funny, you know. Not too long ago, um, I saw this one movie. <laughs> Can't remember the name of it, but... Um, it's about some, it's about a trumpet player. He was living homeless on the street. Um, it's based on a true story. I can't remember it for, for, the, for, for anything right now. And anyway, there's this part in the movie where he meets this one friend, this trumpet player. And he helps get him off the street. He takes him to this one place movie takes place in LA and LA has this one system for homeless people and he checks this guy in to this shelter and he goes into the office and in the office it has a sign above the person's desk it says the wages of sin is death 
So I see that and that just made me think. I said, wow, I this isn't really a famous or the most talked about Bible verse. So I'm going to look it up. And I see how they compare the two. And I said to myself, okay, I have to do, I have to do a topic on the book of Romans chapter six, verses 20 through 23, where it talks about the wages of sin is death. And I just got so into it, particularly these set of verses. I just got so into it, more than other verses lately. It's just really caught my attention. So I was studying it, and I was studying it, and I was studying it some more. And I said, okay, I'm going to do an episode on Romans chapter 6, verses 20 through 23. So, that's what made me want to do, um, that's what made me want to pick this topic. We must live for Christ Jesus. We must receive him and we must accept him into our lives. Because the wages of sin is death. If you live a life of sin, if you are a slave to sin, if you are in bondage to the devil, if you do not have Christ to set you free from sin, you are still a sinner. Then the price you will have to pay is death. But if you receive Christ Jesus in your life, if you receive Christ Jesus in your life, who is our Savior, the Son of God, then we will have eternal life. And no man comes to the Father except through him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And through him, we will have eternal life in heaven. I'm going to close right there and I'm going to close with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the reading of this word, O Lord God. I pray, O Lord, that you just continue to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the reading of your word, Heavenly Father. I pray, O Lord God, that you just continue to give us the will and the want to and the desire and the passion to continue to study your word, O oh Lord. Lord God, help us to grow closer to you, Lord Jesus. Help us to grow 
closer in our, I mean, help us to grow in our faith, O oh Lord. And Lord God, help us to realize that the wages of sin is death, O oh Lord God. Lord God, I thank you for your many blessings, Heavenly Father. In your name I pray, amen. Now before I go, I want to leave you with this one verse. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Thank you.